dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creeds. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created each other. Timeouts. Adams gives it back to Russ. Deep shot. Get it! What a perfect ending to a historic day! Niggas make memes I'm on a money routine I don't want smoke, I want cream I don't want no more comparisons This is a marathon And I'm aware I've been playing 
playing a bet from a lack of promotions I never was one for the bragging and boasting I guess I was hoping the music would speak for itself But the people want everything else Okay, no problem, I show up on every one album You know what the outcome will be I'm betting a thousand, it's got to the point That these rappers don't even like rapping with me Fuck it, come on, nigga, 21 Savage just hit me And told me he sent me a spot On a new record he got, he call it a lot I open my book and I jot Pray for Takashi, they want a rap I picture him inside a cell on a cot Flecting on how he made it to the top Wondering if it was worth it or not I pray for my kill cause they fucked up his shot Just want you to know that you got it, my nigga Though I never met you, I know that you special And that the Lord bless you, don't doubt it, my nigga Dennis Smith Jr., stay solid, my nigga I'm on a tangent, not how I planned it I had some fans that hopped in a band shit when they thought that I wasn't gon' pan Now I got a plan, they say the success is the greatest revenge Tell all your friends, call on a mission Submitting the spot is the greatest that did it before it all ends, nigga How much money you got? A lot How many problems you got? A lot How many people done doubted you? A lot Left you out to rot? A lot How many pray that you flop? A lot How many lawyers you got? A lot How many times you got shot? A lot How many niggas you shot? A lot How many times did you ride? A lot How many niggas done died? A lot How many times did you cheat? A lot How many times did you lie? A lot How many times did she leave? A lot How many times did she cry? A lot How many chances she done gave you? Fuck around with these thighs? A lot by 21 Savage and J. Cole. I hope you guys enjoyed that and welcome to episode 10 of Addressing the Nation. So today I wanted to start out by talking about the song I just played you. Usually I just pick a random song that I like every week for the intro and outro. But this week I decided to pick a song that I could actually talk about and it pertains to the verse from J. Cole. And I wanted to get into parts of the verse that he talks about Markel Fultz and 6ix9ine. I just think some of it's really interesting pertaining to just more than just a rap song talking about random stuff. I think this is really interesting. So let me just read, like I said, the interesting parts. First off, he says, Pray for Dakashi. They want him to rot. I picture him inside of a cell on a cot, reflecting on how he made it to the top, wondering if it was worth it or not. Now that's just subtle in the song. He doesn't, he doesn't really emphasize what he's talking about right there. Which is my only critique of his verse. He doesn't emphasize enough that, hey, we're talking about some serious shit right here. No, he's just going along with the flow. But that's also, it's a detriment, but it's also an attribute to the song. So, I'm not going to sit here and be a super critic about his rapping ability. He's great. I mean, come on, J. Cole. What else can you say? But, anyways, pertaining to the verse. I mean, that's a that's just a very in- insightful and thoughtful way of putting it. Asking if, and if you don't know the current situation, you're living under a rock, but I'll catch up to speed. Takashi 6 9 a rapper out of, if I remember, Brooklyn, New York, somewhere in New York, Queens, Brooklyn, rose to fame with his hit song, Gummo, came back with Kiki and a bunch, a slew of other hits. I think he had 10 songs that all got on the Billboard Hot 100 in the past year. Incredible run. Very outlandish, outspoken dude. Face tattoos, got tat, got six nine tattooed all over his body, rainbow colored hair. Known to spark a controversy or two with other rappers. And then this past November, just about a month ago, he got arrested on federal racketeering charges and conspiracy to commit fraud. 
So it's not it's not good. He he did a Breakfast Club interview about a week before he got arrested. And he was basically coming out trying to denounce all the shit he had been talking about the past few the past few months. Basically his whole career, his affiliation with Treyway. Well, I don't we don't even need to get in we don't need to get into all that, but just know that it's some serious shit going on and you know Pray for six nine definitely, because it's not something that you wish on anybody. It's a it's a rough situation to be dealing with the feds, and man, that's it, it's just it's just uh it's too bad to see somebody like him, so much talent, so much buzz, get put in jail, and his trial's not until September, and they basically ruled out bail, so he's just he's stuck in jail for at least a year, two years, and Lord knows by then his buzz will be all the way down and. You know, you can, and this is what this is what the verse gets into. It says, "I picture him in in a cell, in, on on a cot, f- reflecting on how he made it to the top, wondering if it was worth it or not." It's really simple, but you got to think: Would he be in this position that he was in before he got arrested, making all the money he did, having all the fame, having all the hit songs, if he didn't act that way? And if he wasn't acting that way, he wouldn't be famous, but he also wouldn't be in jail. So it's a double-edged sword. Do you want to live the same life you've been living and not have run-ins with the law or become this crazy-ass character that he's built up and get caught up eventually with the law? So I think that's very interesting. Something to think about, definitely. I've, I've been thinking about that this morning. The, the album, the song is off an album that just came out from 21 Savage. It's a interesting title. I got to say it's uh, I Am Greater Than I Was. But the greater than is the greater than symbol that you type in. So it's just I am greater than symbol I was. Haven't listened to the whole album. I'm not a huge 21 Savage fan, but this song caught my attention. Because, of course, J. Cole was trending on Twitter and I had to go see what the heck was going on. And that was the song that popped up. So that's what prompted me to talk about this. And the next part I want to talk about in this verse is right after that Takashi line. He says, I pray for Markel because they fucked up his shot. Just want you to know that you got it. Though I never met you, I know that you're special. And that the Lord blessed you, don't doubt it. My dude. Now he doesn't say my dude, but I'm not one to say the N-word, so you can just fill in the blank there. But anyways, so he says, I pray for Mark Hill because they fucked up a shot. Just want you to know that you got it, my dog. Though I never met you, I know that you're special. And that the Lord blessed you, don't doubt it, my dog. That's great. Now, that's just a great line. I've been talking about Markel Fultz the past couple of weeks. I said I wouldn't talk about him, and I won't get into that situation. But I just want to say that's really admirable admirable by J. Cole, what he did there. Basically, big up Markel. And, you know, I think this is, this is going to be a huge confidence booster for Markel. Because I can only imagine he's in a dark place right now with everything that's going on. And, you know, hearing one of the biggest rappers in the game give you a shout-out and saying, you know, I don't even know you, but I'm here for you, and I'm praying for you. Now, we know that you got this. It's just great to hear. It's just it's just a beautiful thing. And I, I, I don't I'm not saying that a J. Cole verse can magically fix whatever's going on with Markel Fultz, but you know, something like this, something so little can go so far in the in the long run. And so yeah, man, just prayers up for Markel. Great gesture by J. Cole for reaching out like that. And, you know, it'd be great. Maybe they could spark a friendship from this. You never know. You know, God works in mysterious ways. I've always believed that. Don't want to get too biblical on here. But I just think it's a great thing. So, yeah. 
That's all I want to talk about. Two very interesting bars, you could put it, from the verse on uh, 21 Savage's intro song a lot off his album, I Am Greater Than I Was. Alright, next lit I wanted to talk about was Christmas. And no, not because of the actual holiday itself, but because there's NBA basketball. What Christmas would it be without a full slate of the best teams in the NBA playing all the way from early morning to late night? Just the best. I'm sorry. I don't even care about the presents anymore. I just get excited about Christmas basketball. It's the best. Just I just love basketball, so... I'm going to talk about the slate of NBA games that day, go through each one of them, and then kind of preview the rest of the season, how I think it'll pan out, and then we'll get to the NFL later. So let's talk about an intro game. Now, the intro game is always the worst. The 10 a.m., I'm, I'm in the Mountain Standard Time, so it's 10 a.m., but 12 a.m. Eastern, or 12 p.m. Eastern, I should say. It's always the New York game. It's somebody playing New York, and as we know, New York's not really that good. They haven't been good. Now, it was interesting when they had Carmelo because you would get those games where Carmelo could go off at any time, but those days are long gone. Carmelo's not even in the NBA anymore. <laughs> That's just sad to think. But no, New York's not good, but the Garden is just a magical place to play. Even just watching it on TV, you can just feel the aura of the Madison Square Garden rubbing off, and man, I just got to give my respect to the New York fan base because they ride or die with that team. They have been awful since its inception. They won in the 70s, but that's it. Man, they could win two games and the whole crowd will sell out every game for the year. That man, James Dolan, is so lucky. He's got a loyal fan base. And leads me to my point. Interesting that James Dolan did an interview this week saying that he would sell the team for a pretty penny, the New York Knicks. And that's basically what you could say is holding back the Knicks from being good is bad, is bad ownership from James Dolan. But that's a whole other topic for another day. We can talk about that another day. All right, let's just get back to the Christmas slate. Milwaukee at New York, Giannis in Madison Square Garden. This is just set up for an epic performance by Giannis, I gotta say. Haven't been the biggest Giannis fan, but it seems like every true NBA legend has always had a big game in, in the Garden. I mean, we can go from... Jordan to Kobe to LeBron. I mean, hell, I don't like saying them, but even Curry had a big game in the in MSG. Durant, Westbrook. I mean, the list goes on and on. Everybody's had every superstar, every legend, every Hall of Famer has had a signature game in Madison Square Garden. So the lights will be shining the brightest on Giannis Christmas morning after everybody's opening their presents. Everybody gets done with all that. Just watch Giannis go to work and destroy the sad Knicks, but it'd be a beautiful thing to watch, and I look forward to it. I honestly gotta say, I look forward to it. Just New York in general. It's just a great, just a great basketball. Just a great, I don't know, you can't really even put words to it. It's just, it just feels right, and it's just a shame that the Knicks aren't any good, because man, that place is rocking when the Knicks are bad. I can't imagine if they got Kevin Durant this summer, how crazy the Garden would be going for him. He might be he might become bigger than LeBron. If he goes to New York, becomes a Nick, his popularity might skyrocket over LeBron. I know that's saying a whole lot, but New York, man. Whew, that's a whole different ballgame right there. Alright. Next up. My team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, going into Houston, 3 p.m. Eastern. 
the first ABC game. The ABC games are the biggest ones. And the Thunder are playing the Rockets of Houston, led by James Harden. And not so much Chris Paul, who pulled his hamstring last night in Miami. And Mike D'Antoni, the head coach of the Houston Rockets, said, could be out for a considerable amount of time. Not good. I like my team's chances. Before the Paul injury and after. Because I just think my team's better than the Houston Rockets now. James Harden's great. I get it. D'Antoni's a really good coach. They can shoot the three as we just saw them break the NBA record for single three-pointers made in a game with 26. I just don't I just don't know about the Rockets, man. I really don't. I'm iffy on them. But I really like my team, the Thunder, man. They're good. I'm so excited. Tomorrow, I'm recording this on Friday morning, and tomorrow night I'm going to see my team live for the first time this season against the Jazz. And as we all know, last year the Thunder lost in six games to the Jazz in the playoffs, and I was at game games three and four for that series. I was sick for game six. Thank goodness I was because I wouldn't have wanted to have been there for the closeout game. It was bad. My team's looking to get some revenge. There were some terrible fans in the crowd yelling obscenities at Westbrook, putting their phones in his face. And I know he doesn't like the crowd here, and I don't blame him. I don't like him either. Just because I'm from here doesn't mean I like the people here. I could care, I could care less for any jazz fan other than my grandma and my friend Zeke. Shout out my grandma and Zeke. I love y'all. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm getting too I'm getting too sidetracked here. The Thunder at the Rockets. I like the Thunder at this. You know, Westbrook's always had great Christmas Greek games. It's kind of flown under the radar like everything else Westbrook's ever done, but I, I got to I gotta find a way to pull up that to see how much he's averaging on. Because I'm pretty sure he's played on every Christmas his whole career. And if he hasn't, he might he might have missed one or two Christmases. But he's had a... I, I just can't remember the last time we had a poor outing. I mean, I know back in 2015 we lost to Chicago, but I think Westbrook still had a good game. So, yeah, I mean... I. I like I like my my Thunder's chances in Houston. It'll be a good game though because Westbrook versus Harden, Thunder versus Rockets, always an underrated rivalry. Midwest, mid Southwest. All right, next five thirty. Woo hoo 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 man! See, I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this one. This is probably just basketball wise, not even hype. This is probably the game to watch. Now, we'll get into the Lakers. Versus the Warriors, and that'll be what everybody's paying attention to for good or bad reason, whatever you want to say. But this right here, Philadelphia at Boston, Sixers-Celtics. Two of the top teams in the East. Now, it's still a shame that Toronto won't get a Christmas game ever because I think they could have put Toronto in one of these slots and they would be great. I would have I loved to have seen Toronto and uh, New York, but that's fine. I digress. Philadelphia at Boston, 5.30 Eastern, best pure basketball game. Forget all the hype, because we all know LeBron going against the Warriors is always going to be the top priority. Man, I, I, I the, the Sixers and Celtics played on opening night, and it was a strange game. The Celtics ended up winning it, and Bede played great, but Simmons didn't look right. Just the team was discombobulated. They didn't have Jimmy Butler. Now they got Jimmy Butler. The Celtics seem to have been finding their groove. They've lost the past two games, but I'm not going to be surprised if they turn this ship right around. 
Man, this is just going to be a great game. These are the two of the top Eastern Conference teams. You can't ask for a much better matchup. Possible preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. Most likely a preview of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. I I can't say who's going to win. I can't I can't make a prediction on this game. Ah, screw it. I'll go. I got Philadelphia. I just think that I think that they're ready to make their statement that we're here. Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid are having a hard time meshing on the basketball court. I don't know what the off the court relationship is like, but I think this will be Joel Embiid's coming out party with with uh with Butler. It'll be interesting to watch. And I think Kyrie will do his thing for the Celtics as he always does. Man, this is going to be a great game. All right, next. Let's get it out the way. LeBron versus the Warriors, part 10 million. It's it's getting annoying now. This is the fifth, fourth or fifth straight Christmas we've had LeBron versus the Warriors. Now, obviously, he was with the Cavaliers all the other times, but now he's with the Lakers. And they still got to show it. Come on. You know what I would have wanted? If I was an NBA fan, not even a Thunder fan, just as an NBA fan, I would have rather have seen the Thunder versus the Warriors or the Thunder versus the Lakers, just for pure basketball. But you can make the case that this will be a good game just because the Lakers have been playing good as of recently. The Warriors, eh, eh, they're, they're, they're just doing, they're just treading water for now. We know they'll pick it up around the playoffs, but I, uh, it's in it's in Golden State too, so I got the Warriors. I don't even think it'll be close, but <sighs> yeah, no, I I'm, I uh, I'll try to get myself psyched up for this one, but it's not. Eh, just how many times are you gonna try to melt this one out? Come on, do better, NBA. <laughs> Maybe next year we can get our wish and have a different Christmas primetime game. All right, lastly, ten thirty Eastern, Portland at Utah. Boy, this game would have been way more exciting if it was last year. But this year, Portland, I don't like them. Utah, they've been struggling. They did beat Golden State, but like I said, Golden State's treading water right now. I don't really think they care about the regular season. I I don't think. No, I know they don't care about the regular season. They've shown that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't have much to say about this Utah-Portland game. That's probably the one game I might not watch. It'll be later in the night. Probably get all tired from watching all the games. Yeah, I don't know. I got Portland, but I don't like that game. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. I guess the one thought I can offer up on this game is, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell needs a statement national TV win. He struggled this year. Whenever they play on national TV, he's not been good. Jazz won't get much and won't get many other opportunities to play on the national stage, so... This would be his time to shine and show that last year wasn't a fluke because it's not looking good for him right now. But I got Portland just because I don't know about this Jazz team, man. I really don't. All right, well, that will conclude my NBA Christmas Day preview, whatever you want to call that. I just also wanted to talk about, quickly, some predictions now that we're getting to where the national media will start to pick up and it will become more NBA-centric. Christmas Day, usually when the talk picks up about the NBA, football starts to die down. Now, I know the football playoffs are just getting started in a couple of weeks, but, you know, we're going to be hearing a lot more about the NBA, so I might as well get into some predictions. So, let's get into some 
single player season awards or whatever you want to call it. MVP, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Most Approved Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, all that. Let's just do some predictions. Now, I didn't even write any of this down. I'm just going to go top, off the top of my head right now. Who I think should win and who sh who will actually win. And I promise, no bias here. I'll keep it straightforward. All right, let's go. First off, actually, let's 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 build up. Let's go from the smaller award to the to the main one. So, most improved player of the year. Who do I think and who it'll actually be? I think it'll actually be the same with this one. So, most improved player of the year, Pascal Siakam. The national narrative is treating him fairly. Fairly, excuse me. <laughs> the, it, the national narrative is treating him fairly. And I think for really good reason. He's been playing his ass off this year for Toronto. Can't give you the numbers because I don't think the numbers really show that he's some superstar, but he plays his ass off. He can play defense. He can shoot. He can score. He can rebound. Just a solid interior big man for the Raptors. Just adds more depth to their crazy bench. Although he's not on the bench, but him being able to rotate in and out whenever they need him just makes them so versatile. Pascal Siakam, most improved player. By the way, this is way too early. I shouldn't be making these predictions because they might change within a month. It'll be a whole different landscape, but just for now. Just keep that in mind. It's just for now what I think will happen. It'll change. Coach of the year. Who do I think and who it will be? Hmm, that's tough. No, I, I think... I, th I Actually, I don't know. This might be a one where I, I, I think it will, and I think it should be. I think Nick Nurse. So I got two Toronto Raptors in my first two awards. The head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse. Rookie head coach. Wondering how the hangover from all those playoff series with LeBron losing, getting beaten down bad... Trade DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. Not really sure how that's going to pan out. And it's worked out great so far. I mean, I was starting to make a case for Billy Donovan, head coach of the Thunder, but I don't want to be labeled as a homer. So I'm going with Nick Nurse on this one. He's done great so far. This will all change, but for now, Nick Nurse done a great job. All right, sixth man of the year. This one's close between two players. Now I want I see this is one I think can change it really quickly, but it's basically between Derrick Rose and Dennis Schroeder. De Derrick Rose has be become a star again, I think. Not a superstar. I don't think he'll ever be what he once was, but he is playing great for the Timberwolves. So great, I don't know why he's coming off the bench. But then again, I don't think they want to screw up whatever he's got going on, so they just want to keep him coming off the bench, which is fine. Dennis Schroeder, backup point guard for the Thunder. Incredible. He's just been so great. He had worries because of his play was slipping in Atlanta, but that's just because they were a tanking team. Not good at all. Always in the lottery. No incentive to win. Now he's on a championship contending team, and he plays again. And he's a great point guard. He's a starting level point guard playing backup because he's backing up the best point guard in the league. That's just simple as that. It's hard to pick between these two, but I'll just say that I think it should be Dennis Schroeder. 
but I think it will be Derrick Rose because of the narrative and how great he has been, and it would be well-deserved regardless because I think Derrick Rose has been incredible. It's been so nice to see him come back and actually be healthy, and I pray for good health, wealth, and all that going forward for Derrick Rose. All right, let's see. What do I have next? Rookie of the year? Hmm. This one's actually pretty easy. I think it will be, and it should be Luka Doncic. I think, eh, I think it's, I think that's easy to call, unless we get some. No, actually, I don't even, I don't see a world where Luka doesn't win it. I got Luka by a landslide. Actually, he might win it unanimously. He's just been so great this year. I might be a little bit wrong about him. I, I thought he would be. I, I didn't think he would fit seamlessly into the NBA like some people thought, but I was wrong and they were right. So good for them. Good for Luka. Good for Dallas. They got a good player. Great player. Could be all time. But we'll have to wait and see about that. Next, Defensive Player of the Year. Paul George. That's it. Just going to say it. Call me biased. Call me a homer. Whatever you want. Paul George. Sorry. He has been so great. Watching him every night. He has just been a life changer for this team. I mean... Last year, if you don't know, Andre Robertson, the best defender last year for the Thunder, got hurt middle of the season. After starting out with a great defense, just plummeted to the bottom of the league in defensive efficiency after that. Never were the same. Paul George really wasn't able to step up and fill the shoes that Andre Robertson left. But this year, it's been a whole different story, man. Paul George has been incredible. He leads the league in total steals. Westbrook leads the league in average amount of steals. Because Westbrook has played less games, but regardless, I don't even think steals tell the whole story, but it's a, it's a nice indicator. Paul George has been incredible. The deflections, he leads the league in deflections again like he does almost every year. But the case for him this year, the Thunder have the number one defense in the league, and it's not even close. I think Boston is second, but I don't even think they're close. I think the difference between 1 and 2 is the difference between 2 and 20. And defensive rating. So that just lets you know how great this Thunder defense is. And who's the leader of it? You could debate Steven Adams or Paul George. I think they're both great, but I think you give the nod to Paul George. Being the best defender on the best defensive team should put you in the conversation. But not only should it put you in the conversation, when you're having a year like Paul George is having, you give it to him. So I got Paul George's defensive player of the year, and I think he will win it. I like the national narrative around it right now. I like what I'm hearing from everybody. As long as they can maintain the best defense. Now, the season will change. Like I've tried to say with everything, this is all nuanced. Things will change. But right now, I love my man PG's odds to win it. Lastly, MVP. This is tough. I'm not even going to say who I think should win it because right now, I like Paul George too for that award. But I don't even want to get into that because I could be here all day. I'll just say I think Giannis is going to win it because I the, the all that matters with these uh, awards is the national narrative. It's not really about the most deserving. It's about what the media thinks and the media controls all this narrative with the, with the awards. And Giannis has got everything behind him. Like I was talking about, he, he's going to have a breakout game on Christmas against the Knicks. That'll help his case. Putting up astronomical numbers. The Bucks are good are a good team, so it's not like he's a good stats bad team guy. When you can put up numbers and win, 
That's what they like. That's what the media likes. So I think Giannis will win it. And I think it'll change. I think Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, I think it's I think it's between them. I really do. Anyways, that'll do it for my NBA predictions heading down the road. Way too early to call. That's what we'll just say. NBA predictions way too early to call. All right. Lastly, we were, I was going to look look ahead to the NFL playoff picture, but we'll do that next week. I think I think it's better to just have that as a whole topic for the show. So, lastly, we're going to do NFL picks for the week and I'll send you guys out here for the weekend. Let's get it. All right. First off, I got Packers at Jets. Meaningless game. I got the Packers. That's it. Texans at Eagles. Interesting matchup here. Texans looking to keep first place in the AFC South as the Eagles are just barely hanging on to that wild second wild card spot. Both teams need a win in Philadelphia. I got the Texans just because I think they're a better football team and I think the Super Bowl magic is ran out for Philly and that's fine. You know, teams rarely ever go back-to-back or three-peat. So, you know, Eagles got their Super Bowl. They're going to have to retool and figure out what they're going to do for next year. I think the Texans are poised to... I've been I've been bashing on them. I never really thought they were that good, but I think I, they've, proved, they've proven to me. Even in their loss against Indy, they've proven to me that they're better than what I was giving them credit to be. So, good, good for Houston. Next, I got Jaguars at Dolphins. I got the Dolphins. I don't want to talk about them. Uh, next, Giants at Colts. Giants aren't good. Colts are. I got the Colts. Simple as that. Vikings at Lions. Lions have nothing to play for. Vikings still holding on for that second wild card spot, just like the Eagles, but I think the Vikings will actually win their game. Bills at Patriots. Patriots, we don't need to talk about that. Falcons at Panthers. Falcons. Only interesting note here is Cam Newton's not playing for the rest of the year. So that'll be interesting to see. But Panthers have lost, what, seven straight now? Eight straight? I, I can't even keep up. It's bad. Poor Carolina. Next, Bengals at Browns. Interesting note here. The whole Hugh Jackson versus Baker Mayfield thing resurfaces for one last time. Bengals got smoked in Cincy a few weeks back by Cleveland. I expect more of the same. I got the Browns. Next, Tampa Bay at Dallas. I got the Cowboys just because the Cowboys win this. They clinch the NFC East. And it's Tampa Bay. Come on. (laughs) What are we doing? Bears at 49ers. I got the Bears because 49ers suck. They did beat the Seahawks last week, but I think the Seahawks took the the, uh, foot off the pedal there. I think the, the 49ers are not a good football team. Next, Rams at Cardinals. I think the Rams need to get their shit together and fast because the playoffs are coming quick and they're going to use this game to get it together. They're going to pounce on the Cardinals. I think that it'll be I think this is the guaranteed blowout of the week. The Rams at, at Arizona. Next, Steelers at Saints. Cameron Jordan, Jordan Cameron. Sorry, I can't remember what what I think it's it's Cameron Jordan. Yes, yes, yes. Cameron Jordan. Defensive lineman. Interesting comments this week saying he doesn't think Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. That's a uh, that's a bold statement there, man. I'll give you credit. That's a hot take. 
Not many people say that. I personally think he is a Hall of Famer. I think he's just done too many great things, and I think the way he's been playing as of recently is uh, kind of overshadowing how great he was. But besides all that, I got the Saints because it's in New Orleans and the Steelers are a uh, shaky team right now at best. Don't really trust their confidence. They did beat the Patriots, give them credit, but that was in Pittsburgh. New Orleans, the Dome, mm-mm. I don't want to mess with them. Sunday night, Chiefs at Seahawks. Now, this is another game where I feel like the Chiefs need to get their shit together, but I don't think they will. I think the Seahawks also need to get their shit together because they're not guaranteed a playoff spot, the Seahawks. They need to they need to win because they're not winning the division because LA's already got that locked up. I think the Seahawks will take care of business, and I think the Chiefs are going to fall out of first place in the AFC. I think I think uh, I think the predictable uh, end of the year Andy Reid demise or whatever you want to call it pitfall downfall is here and I don't have much else to add to that <laughs> lastly Broncos at Raiders probably the last game in Oakland and they won't win I think the Broncos will win Raiders last game in Oakland I don't know where they're gonna play next year until the end for their filler year so they can get to Vegas. They might just play in Vegas regardless at UNLV. We'll see. That'll be the only interesting part about that game is that that's probably the last game in Oakland for the NFL. So that'll do it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you all so, 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 so much. I love you all very, very much. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I want to wish everybody happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. And I will see you guys next Friday. I'm going to send you guys out with Armed and Dangerous by Juice World. Enjoy. See you guys next Friday. Love. Nine, 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 shit. Hey, when I'm in town, yeah. party's going down. Shoot them down with a 50 round. Run the town, rolling hard, you at about. So much money, damn it, I'll forget to count. Look at my bank account, look at the cash amount. I get the cash amount, I do the dash amount. Look at my bank account, look at the Cash amount. I get the cash amount. I just be cashing out. Walking that bitch and I'm faded. I fuck that bitch when I'm faded. I got the M and Come on, mom told her I made it. Yeah, mama, your son too famous. He on everybody playlist, but he's still armed and dangerous. He a pop better stranger. Sipping lean, cliche. I still do it anyway. Red or purple in a cup. Which one shall I pick today? Hey, hey. Sipping hard, gun on me, no need for bodyguard. Aim at your body parts, yeah. Take off your body parts, yeah. I'm swinging when I'm off the ecstasy. That's a Molly Park, yeah. Iron on me, that's a Tony Stark, yeah. Point falls in a 20 ounce soda pop, yeah. I'm OC, three gram wood full of OG. Get BM dick like Moby. Gun make him flash, Adobe. Pay up that cash, you owe me, yeah. Bitch, I need it. Matter of fact,
fuck that shit, I'm rich You can keep it, yeah Damn, rich niggas over here Yeah, broke niggas over there Why is you over here, over there Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in town, parties going down Shoot them down, with a 50 round Run in town, ballin' how you at Much money, damn it, I'll forget the count Look at my bank account Look at the cash amount I get the cash amount I do the dash amount Look at my bank account Look at the cash amount I get the cash amount I just be cashing out